Hello again, listeners. Philip Greenlee here. Today I wanted to talk about uh, going to church. You know, when we were younger, maybe children, you know, we didn't always want to go to church. But, you know, now as Christians and all, we we really, you know, should want to go. Um, I know ever since the COVID and everything, attendance, you know, has really dropped off in a lot of churches, but uh, there is a need, you know, you know, you have a place in church. Uh, I was going to read on 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. Uh, I'm just going to read that first verse, uh, 12, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of the body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. But um, in this uh, letter to the Church of Corinth, you know, Paul was trying to tell them, you know, that uh, um, all the members are parts of Christ's body, and all together you are Christ's body. Each part has a different function. You know, even the less significant parts of the body are necessary. And, you know, when all the parts must work together, but, you know, they have different gifts and things. And that's why, you know, your place in church is important. You know, you're part of that to make up that, you know, entire body. He was was comparing Christ's body to the church, you know, and uh, the next thing I wanted to, next point I wanted to make was, you know, the church needs you. And uh, I'm going to read on Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge and the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of man and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So not only will you benefit the church, but the church will benefit from you, you know, and God-given abilities, you know, so... uh. You know, though we share a common faith, God has given different special abilities to each of us to build the church up, you know. So when we all minister effectively, the whole body will increase to building of itself in love. And, you know, this love, it, it is the most important factor in, in Christian growth. So next I'm going to look at... Uh, what to look for in a church. So I'm going to read from um, Acts 2, 42 through 47. 
Um, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold the possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So, you know, the apostles were performing these acts and miracles really through God and you know, this confirmed the word, you know, the believers stayed together. You know, they actually sold their homes and, you know, some, you know, their possessions, you know, to help who, you know, whoever needed it. And, uh, you know, they were all meeting with one accord, you know, one mind, one purpose and fellowship together, you know, so that was a good, you know, that, you know, this is the early church, you know, and they would first getting together and uh you know they would rejoice and praise the lord with no jealousy or criticism but you know they had joy and their hearts were full of praise and every day some of them were being saved and added to the church you know there was no great pressure placed on the others you know to be saved but the you know the people you know, just see the joy and the power, you know, by being there and, you know, and it made them open their hearts, you know, that was, you know, that was pretty neat, uh, something we don't see a whole lot now, but that was really, you know, something else, and it was just more of that thing, you know, the love and all. I think that uh, that movement out on, you know, on the West Coast back in the 60s was, with the hippies and everything, they probably get drew some of their uh, power and stuff off of this, uh, you know, the Book of Acts. You know, this early church and everything, because it was that's kind of the, give you the same feeling that you know it wasn't a commune, but it was more of a community. They were, you know, they were selling their things just to all be together and you know spending that time and having that. You know, peace, love, and joy, and everything. But I, it kind of makes me think about that. But um, next, I want to look at the, uh, you know, what you want to look for in a church. I mean, you may have a church now, or you, you know, but if you're looking for one, um, you know, you want to go, you know, find a place where the members, you know, sort of kind and they seem happy and, it's, you know, Hopefully they're transparent and everything, but I think the pastor's message should have a lot of weight on your decision, you know, of a church. But um, I have some opinions that, you know, everybody may not like, but, you know, I think that um, today many of the churches are pulling people in with this easygoing, not-so-true kind of message, you know. For example, you can go out and drink and gamble and come to church the next day everything's fine 
But, you know, really, I don't think you can serve two masters like that. So I don't really think that works. And uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, sometimes the members tithe is sometimes the goal. So the pastor is tickling their ear, you know, to keep them coming back, you know, you know, just telling them things they want to hear. You know, hopefully they'll come back, you know, that kind of thing. But, but you know, I would personally look for a pastor who's preaching about the blood of Jesus Christ and who's really concerned for your soul. And the other thing I would kind of look for is um, when you get ready to get up and leave, you know, the church that day, do you feel the same way as when you came in? Because, uh, you know, this may take a few services to, you know, get this feeling. But, you know, if you feel in the same way, you know, as when you came in, as you leave, you know, there might be something wrong there, too. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, you know, is, is, is about serving in church. Uh, you know, once you get established in a church, you... you you know, you probably want to try to serve in that church uh, in some way or another, you know, because uh, how's your life going now? You you know, serving in the church, just it lets the Holy Spirit help you grow. And that's that's one of the things because, uh, you know, as going to church and not going to church, you know, because. You need to get in there and interact and all that with the other members and and there's just a lot of things. But that serving in the church is pretty important because you you know letting the Holy Spirit help you grow and everything. I think you really got to have that. But that was the main main points I wanted to make today. I may talk about serving in the church later because that's that might be another subject too. But uh, I think that about does it for today. Until next time, guys.